handle the truth. Should we or should we not follow the advice of the galactically stupid? Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe fuck yourself. You're all a bunch of fucking assholes. You know why? You don't have the guts to be what you want to be. You need people like me. You need people like me so you can point your fucking fingers and say, that's the bad guy. Clearly, don't know who you're talking to, so let me clue you in. I am not in danger, Skyler. I am the danger. A guy opens his door and gets shot, and you think that of me? No. I am the one who knocks. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Righteous Prick Podcast. I'm your host, J.L. Covan. It is 6.53 p.m. Eastern on Sunday, October 16th in the year of our Lord, 2022. Today was a very strange day for me. Um, I had a great weekend. I'm, I'm writing the blog recap tomorrow morning uh, of the road, the, the road, the, the best, the best travel uh, blog and comedy history. I'll be doing my road recap tomorrow for my gigs in York, Pennsylvania, and Nyack, New York, and Cookie is trotting back in here. She's excited about the blog. Uh, she left as soon as I started talking, and I guess once I started talking about the blog, she sprinted back in here. She's like, I'm an old-school jail fan who remembers when you were just doing bringer shows and writing blogs. I like the... My favorite JL era was O. 06 to 08, and then you fucking sold out, you bitch. Well, thank you for still sticking by me, Cookie. I appreciate it. Cookie's on a hunger strike because she's been traveling a little bit. She went to uh, the righteous, uh, the righteous girlfriend's brother's family's uh, place while I was on the road, and she only ate one meal. She always has a 24-hour period where if one of us leaves, she just doesn't eat for 24 hours, and then she gets back to normal. She's like, yeah. It's a 24-hour more. I assumed you're dead, and in dog years, one day is the appropriate time to sit shiva. I'm just kidding. Cookie's not Jewish. And then, because uh, what would that be? Wouldn't that be like if dog years, one year, seven, so one, 24 hours, that's like seven days of of mourning. That is like shit. Is Cookie Jewish? Cookie is that why you leave the room when I play my Kanye Re- Kanye West records? Hmm. Even though it's only the good stuff from like 2013 and before. Hmm. She's not answering. I don't know. We may have just discovered something about Cookie. Isn't that interesting? I always assumed she was just straight up evangelical white trash dog, given her Kentucky abandonment and Tennessee shelter roots. But maybe she's uh. 
I don't know. Maybe maybe her maybe her name is like Esther or something. <laughs> um Ruth. Her name's Ruth. Um she is not uh she's no longer cookie. She is uh she is an old testament woman of God. Anyway, guys. So she's not eating right now, so she's being weird. The righteous GF arrives back home from a week vacation with her mom in Jacksonville, Florida, um, tomorrow. So I'm giving you podcast. That's right. Uh, by the way, Patreon, great stuff there. Um, this is more of a reminder at this point. I, I know who my fans are at this point. Who am I kidding? So this is just a reminder to fans who are Patreon subscribers. There's a... a We'll sneak preview at a video, a very good bit that I was happy with from the fundraiser I did this weekend on the Patreon, as well as a uh, very big bonus episode from late last week that uh, gave some uh, the usual heartbreaking details about half blackface. Um, At this point, um, Mentally, I'm just I'm close to being like, can we just not do it? Let's just pretend it never happened. Let's just pretend like this special never happened. And I'll go get like the uh, what was that eternal sunshine of the spotless mind. Like, can I forget not the material, but can I just forget that I ever did this so I can like get pumped up and be like, hey, guys, guess what? Uh, December 10th, I'm recording a special finally. And people can be like, JL, um, you did that twice already. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about, but I'm pretty fired up for this one. No way this one's getting messed up. It's too big a deal. Yay. But, yeah, uh, it was a good, a good bonus episode. Um, I did, uh, you know, as I, I want to do, occasionally I bust out in freestyle parody songs. And I did one of uh, I Have the Time of My Life from Dirty Dancing. Um, so just, yeah, it just if, if if you've been holding out or whatever, and keep meaning to join the Patreon, there really is a, a lot of a lot of stuff. Like I, I I I am, it is so painfully obvious that I don't think I'm not sure it would have made a difference if I was just doing like two bonus episodes a month and that was it, or if I was doing like two to three videos, five, seven bonus episodes a month, etc. Like it's like. I'm definitely doing too much because I don't think the quantity or quality is like an, is like making people go, oh, I should join that. Like, I didn't realize JL was providing such good, voluminous content. I should join. I don't think it would matter. And it's just a weird, it's a weird thing to think like you, either your fans are fans of you. And I'm like, I don't want to have fans of me. I'm a, I'm a miserable fucking person whose days are numbered on this planet probably just given my size and whatnot and uh yeah just be fans of the work that's that's all i want um i uh but yeah thank you to those who are and thanks for listening to this episode um i can't remember if i talked about death of a salesman on the bonus episode but i saw death of a salesman on broadway last week uh, a very good production, like if I were to give the highest marks I would give, would be to the director, the interpretation and, and kind of the interp- this interpretation of Death of a Salesman, uh, very impressive. So I'd, I would give director the highest marks. Uh, Wendell Pierce was good, uh, second highest marks, and I didn't bother to look it up, and I have the playbill in the other room, but I don't care. The actress who plays... Willie Loman's wife, she gets my second highest grade, and then Wendell Pierce gets my third highest grade. So those are all that's your that's your gold, silver, and bronze for it. 
Um, overall, though, a very long. It felt really long, which is not like it's not what you want. You you want to feel like like when I saw Layman trilogy, um, that's a long play. Didn't feel long. Felt awesome, and that's why it won the fucking Tony. Uh, this one felt long, like I was getting uncomfortable. And the crazy thing is the Hudson Theater where it's playing. Me and Chris, I, went, I, I gave my other ticket to Chris Lambert because I bought them, not not remembering the Righteous GF was going to be away. So I'm, you know, me and Chris look like two uh, former offensive linemen, um, and I was like, well, Broadway, notorious for its great leg room and and wide seats. I was afraid we'd be basically, you know, common law married by the end of the play. We'd have to be on top of each other so intimately. But the Hudson Theater, where Death of a Salesman is playing, spectacular seats. Spectacular. Comfortable seats. Good, good, like, in other words, let's just put it this way. I'm 6'7", and I have long legs. Like, I have the legs of, like, a 6'10 guy <laughs> or a 6'9 guy, or at least the calves, whatever. The point is... If I if my knees are not touching the seat in front of me and I'm sitting normally, that is like deluxe private jet accommodations as far as Broadway theaters go. I've had to be I've had to be moved from orchestra seats because I physically could not fit in based on my height. I'm not talking squeeze in uncomfortably. I'm like I without without breaking my knees or the chair in front of me, I cannot get into this seat. So uh, I, the Hudson Theater, good job on you. Very nice theater. Um, the play was long, though. That's, that's really the main thing I would say, to be honest. It felt long, which is why I was not thrilled with it. I thought it was good, but, and there's plenty of good about it. But, man, with a half hour left, I was like, I am uncomfortable. And um, it was also, I think I did talk a little bit about this on the Patreon, but it was, it was a little black churchy as well. Um, you know, it's it's uh, you're not used to getting uh, when somebody gives a monologue. And I wanted to tap some of the black women who were giving their responses. Two cell phones went off, um, so that was good. That's that's par for the course. That's 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 the uh, the over under for every play now is two cell phones. So it's a push. So the house wins because it was exactly two. But I wanted to be like you know these these classically trained Yale African-American actors, they actually, they don't want your support. They want your silence. <laughs> mm, okay. It was like, oh, no, no, we're not doing, we don't, come on. This is not Regina Hall and Scary Movie. This is American theater with uh, an, an, an historic, a historic production of a classic American play. Um but yeah, overall, I was just like it was. It was like uh, good, but I've I've seen better. Um, I appreciated the the changes and the direction of the film of the play, but you know, I just left kind of going like, eh, it was fine. Like it was it was Death of a Salesman, but but longer. <laughs> Is <laughs> ha? There's a crude hacky joke. Is that why it was the black version? <laughs> It was it was it was Magnum it was Magnum uh, Death of a Salesman. Oh, <laughs> uh, anyway, um, what else, guys? Oh yeah, so I woke up today. Today was this is the disturbing story. 
Um, I woke up today. I went. I got home very late last night. It was. It was. A, you'll. You'll read all about my travels. But it was. Uh, I mean, I. I kicked ass on both shows. Two very different shows. But I'm. I'm real proud of the weekend I had on stage. But it was a long journey to get home. I didn't get home until uh, like one ten in the morning after sleeping. You know five hours in York and like four hours the night before we left for York. And so I went to bed last night. I, I got home. I was a little wired. I did get myself a pint of vanilla ice cream from 7-Eleven near my building. It's the only place open. The diner looked like they were closing down, which would have been the, the healthier option because I would have gotten like some food and like, you know, a chamomile tea. Instead, I just got a pint of vanilla ice cream. And Sat and watched most of SNL on my DVR and downed the entire pint of vanilla ice cream. But I was so tired, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, cookie was being brought over at 8.45 this morning. So I was like, oh, you know, I got to, doesn't matter. I'm not going to be able to sleep a full night's sleep. Even if that miracle were to occur, I wouldn't even be able to. So I might as well just enjoy a celebratory pint of ice cream while watching SNL. I go to bed. I wake up at 6.05 this morning, so I only got four hours sleep. And it felt like somebody had stabbed the back of my throat. It was so dry. It was like dry and in pain. Like it was, it was beyond a sore throat. And I was like, what the fuck is this? So I get out of bed. I go. I start drinking water. And my throat's killing me. And the, now the pain is a little... I, I start just throwing cough drops in. I make a TheraFlu. I'm like, oh, God, uh. But what starts happening is I've never had phlegm develop so fastly in the back of my mouth. Like it was starting to gag me. And then I start like, I'm not, I'm not kidding. Like it was like, uh, 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 like it was like, it was like whatever produces phlegm in the back of my throat was like on steroids and cocaine. I was just like, uh, and, but I had my throat hurt so bad. I couldn't hock it out without feeling like I was stabbing the back of my throat. So I'm just like drinking a Theraflu like <laughs> it was like it was like a ghost from Death of a Salesman brought their their magnum death of a salesman and were gagging me with it. That's what if no, that's taking the analogy too far, JL. I agree. I don't know. You know, this is this is this podcast is on permanent rough edit. This is there's no, there's no pro, there's no post production to this podcast. It's whatever comes into my mind, and sometimes it works, and sometimes it doesn't. That's why you should listen to the Patreon because this week's was super fun. Um, and I started to get really nervous. I, 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 this starts to happen to me. Um, I was getting very nervous. Like I was like, is this it? Is, is do I have like some sort of? Did I develop some sort of? condition or illness or mystery strain of covid that and then i took a covid test negative went to the doc went to like a urgent care negative they checked for strep throat nope so now i'm pretty good i just got some mucinex but the reason i'm telling this story is for about 10 minutes this morning i was wondering if i was gonna die and that of course makes you panic more instead of just going, dude, it's early in the morning, whenever you have a cold, it's always worse in the morning. Okay, it's phlegm, it's not fucking your lungs aren't like shutting down. But I just started to panic because the, the, the uncomfortable sensation of feeling like you're gagging on your own mucus is is obviously unpleasant. And I was here alone. Cookie wasn't here, the righteous GF wasn't here. And I just had for like a ten minute period, I was like, Am I am I gonna die? 
and I know it sounds hysterical, and it, it kind of was. I wasn't like visibly shaken or going crazy, but I was just like, "What's what's happening?" It was just confusing and deeply uncomfortable. I was like, "This doesn't feel like a cold. To, like, what the? F How am I gagging on my own mucus? What the fuck?" And the thought that ran through my head, the very first thought, you know how they say your life flashes before your eyes? Two thoughts in this order. And this is how I know I have to quit comedy. As I was contemplating the ever so slight chance of my death, something that scares me, despite my faith, uh, it's faith, it's not knowledge, so death scares me. The first thought that ha popped into my head was, the fucking special. The second thought that popped into my head was, Laura and Cookie are going to be sad and they're going to find my body. But the first thought I had about death, the instant, like, like if, I, if I was hooked up to a lie, like, a, like a, a, a computer that just like instantly took a photograph of the first thought, my first thought was, the fucking special, it is going to come out after I'm dead. And that it, sound, it might sound funny. That it was not a funny thought. This is why I don't sleep. I don't think. In 2020, it was lip sync. It seemed like it seemed like God or the universe was like specifically targeting me for ridicule and despair with my comedy career. And then the special is just you, you got to listen to the bonus episode. Obviously, I just go into like what 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 recently happened when I got a second a second cut finally of the special. But this is a uh, that, that didn't feel healthy. Once I like calmed down and got the Mucinex, and now I just have a little tickle in my throat. But you know, um, my thought was kind of just like, what am I? What am I doing? Like, I had a thought that I might die, and the thing still preoccupying my mind instantaneously was. painfully fucked up events of my comedy career that the, that just and it, it's not a conscious it wasn't a conscious thing it just shows how fucking how much importance I placed on something that seems destined for failure and that is uh, that's some death of a salesman type shit how about that how about that the, the half black death of a salesman um, but yeah that was uh, that was my morning so I wanted to have a more productive day today because it was, I'm not going to lie, went for some walks with Cookie, read, uh, you know, I got, I got like 40 pages left in um, uh, the, the new Trump book by Maggie Haberman, Confidence Man, and, um, you know, just read the paper, watched a couple episodes of uh, The Good Fight on Paramount Plus, which by the way, this fifth season has really, they, uh, I'm trying not to spoil anything if anybody's interested, but I'm just going to say Delroy Lindo's character uh, leaves at the end of season four. He obviously can come back, but he leaves at season four. And, man, season five is the first season where I'm like, although there are some really good things, it's it's definitely the season where I'm like, mm, they, uh, th this, is, this is not, this is a little bit of a drop-off in terms of quality. It's still good. And there's still plenty of good actors and stuff, but it was like one through four seem at a certain level and five seems at like, you know, the level below in terms of overall quality. But I, 
What do I got? I've got four episodes left in season five, and season six is the final episode of season, and it's going on right now, and they're up to like six. So I will catch up probably by next weekend. I'll be like caught up on Paramount Plus. Beavis and Butthead continues to be an absolute beast on Paramount Plus. I, I man, oh man, that show, that show is in that. It's it's hitting that spot. It is it is hitting that. Maybe it's because it it's both currently really good but also reminds me of a purer time when I was like 14, 15 and not a care in the fucking world. Um, I think it's like a combo. It's both making 43-year-old me genuinely laugh his ass off, but also it's tri- it's like opening up a space where like when I'm watching that show, I feel completely lost in it for 20 minutes, which is a nice feeling. That's a nice feeling. It's it's simple, it's funny, but it, and it is art and it just it's a nice it's it's sort of a combo of genuinely hilarious and a little bit of that nostalgia that everybody fucking jerks off for now when they when they want their content to remind them of better times. Um, but all right, Cooks. Cooks is exploring the space right now. She's she's I don't know why she's so restless, but she does not like my comedy. We have established that. Um, shows coming up. Princeton, New Jersey. Get those tickets. That's the 28th and 29th of this month at Catch a Rising Star. Ticket link is on my website. Uh, Detroit, where are you at? Uh, Ann Arbor, Comedy Showcase, November 11th and 12th. And then uh, Syracuse Funny Bone, November 23rd, right before Thanksgiving. And then I'm at a theater uh, in Mamaroneck on the 17th of December. That'll be a good show as well. So, uh... Just, you know, there's your reminder to check those out and to, uh, you know, check out the Patreon, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then the special. If you want to know more about what's going on with the special, uh, I talk about it at length. I don't feel like repeating it, but I talk about it at length on the, the most recent bonus episode, which was, I want to say I put it up Friday. I think I put it up Friday, like before I left. I think. Probably. I don't know. Um... What else? Game of Thrones recaps obviously are there as well. Um, so, uh, I don't know. I think just cause, since I'm a little under the weather, um, I, I think that's I think that's all I have to share. I don't think I have to keep you guys here for a long time. Not a ton of laughs on this episode, but it's also short. So, this is more of a, hey, checking in, check out the Patreon. I don't feel well. Um... Sorry, I'm just trying, I just don't want to like click off and go, oh yeah, I did have that one fucking story I meant to tell, what a fucking piece of shit I am. Uh, Alright, we watched some stuff, nothing new to report, haven't engaged in any like new programs. I, I uh, Yeah, that's, that's good enough for this week. Uh, forgive me, Father, for I have sinned, I have eaten a whole pint of vanilla ice cream at one in the morning and it raped my throat. So, um... That's it. Have a good week, guys. I know this is this is uh, this episode is as disappointing to me as it is to you. Maybe even more so to me. But um, consider it just a friendly reminder that there really is a a, a a real strong world of JL Covan comedy behind that paywall on Patreon. Um, I, I'm willing to say nobody's given you as much for as little as me. Um, which is the kind of like the entire comedy career, wouldn't you say? It's just that's that's my entire career is nobody has given more and received less. <laughs> uh, so have a good week, folks. Um, check out the blog; will be up uh, sometime 
sometime on Monday, maybe towards the end of the day. Um, but you'll be able to read like a you know a funnier, a funny retelling of my my comedy journey this uh, this weekend. And I think that's it. So thank you. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Unlike me, but at least it's not COVID. It's just some sort of mysterious phlegm disease. And I will see you next Tuesday. Black and black and black.